You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1133. While gender inequality persists in 2018, more women are taking a stand and working towards their seat at the table, shaping, influencing, and impacting the industries in which they work. Laura Dewey, founder of the Self-Leadership Lab, joins us to share the steps women can take to reach full potential and empowerment. Laura, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. It's Uh, wonderful to be here. It's good to have you here. So let's start simply. Can you share an interesting story that might enlighten our audience towards kind of your path to where you are today? Sure. I spent the the majority of my adult life in the restaurant industry, and I'm going to be dating myself here. I began at a time when the industry was very male-dominated. Okay. And, And I took a different approach to being to being a woman in leadership, I think. I viewed myself as a leader first rather than leading with a woman, and I think that served me really well. Can you put a finer point on that? Oh, gosh. I, it may be controversial to say this, but I think that sometimes women are looking for gender bias. Okay. And in, instead, just be the very best you can. Okay. There, you may encounter it, but like, don't look for it. Don't look for it where it may not be. Makes you know, sense. Be, be a leader and then let your leadership speak for itself. Right. So I started in an entry-level position, and then I, I, I grew in, in that male-dominant industry. I, I was the first female GM, the first female multi-unit leader, and then the first female partner in a privately held company, a successful Orange County-based uh, wow. restaurant company. Wow. Over so, what tenure? How long were you? Again, I don't mean to date you, but well, just relatively speaking, you know. 25 years 25 and three years. days, to be exact. Wow. But who's counting, huh? Who's counting? So you started when you were in grade school. I did. And that I was wonderful. Did. Okay. So you're, but you're not in the restaurant industry now. Well, that's really. Are you? That's really what I want to talk about okay. with this story is like, um, I, our company sold. And very quickly our culture was eroded really so came a time where my values were no no longer aligned with my company my company of so that i helped build and um but i was too afraid to leave i didn't know how to leave leave the security the perceived security oh all of it i thought i thought i'll never get a job in another industry and i i I didn't want to stay in the restaurant industry i'll never be able to make this much money i make this much money because of time not talent right Right. all these stories i had that's common though right i think so i think we let fear get the better of us right so uh, around this time i learned of a really innovative master's program that focused on the skills of self-mastery and self-leadership and i went i enrolled with the sole purpose of learning to quit my job. Wow. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. Um, I learned skills that I had no idea existed. Uh-huh. I call them the skills no one taught us in school, but luckily somebody taught me. Right. And uh, within a few months, I was able to leave my uh, my job, find a job making more money in another industry. All those things I didn't think were possible. Self-limiting beliefs. Totally. I call it head trash. Head trash right. mind trash yes whatever whatever we're full of it okay so it's really about skills to uh, take dominion over that right so you must have you must continue to apply that because you're not 
in that place that you left your previous your restaurant employer for, you're now here standing as an entrepreneur. Yes? Yeah, I decided to leverage my um, my skills as a leader, my reputation as a mentor, take that groundbreaking education, and and go out on my own in 2012. 2012. Yeah. And, and tell me what the self leadership lab is. In other words, who do you, who do you help? What's your what's your niche? Uh, what kind of what's the most successful areas you found people who resonate with your brand promise? Well, I work with both individuals and I work within companies. Okay. So with my uh, private client roster uh, uh, of executives and individuals, they tend to fall, well, they tend to be women ages ah, 35 to 55. Okay. And they tend to fall into one of three categories. The first one, highly successful. There's nothing particularly wrong, but they want to become masters of that complex inner world. And they want to take their influence and their leadership to whole new levels. I mean, that is such satisfying work because it's really, um, it's not rudimentary. Okay. It's very deep and, uh, and rewarding. Okay. Yeah. The second group, they're successful. They have a good life. But they have that little voice nagging them, you know, that voice calling them forward to do something really meaningful that they're afraid to do. And they're not doing it. And they know it. So they come to me to finally do that thing. Now that thing could be, I don't know, I had somebody who had a book finished sitting on, sitting on her shelf for four years, oh right? Goodness. Because she was too afraid to put it out in the world. Right now she's in South America on a book tour, oh. right? Like she's living her purpose. Right. So it could be that, it could be starting a business, it could be changing careers, it could be starting a family, whatever, but yeah. they're, they're not listening to the little voice. But yeah, they, they hear it. They hear it and it won't stop. Right. Yeah. You may know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and the third bucket is uh, successful women. You know, women are busy, and so many women are overwhelmed. They are they're stressed, and at the same time, they're underwhelmed and under under uh, you know unfulfilled. It's like they look around and say, "I've got all this success. Right. This is it." Okay. So I help them slow down to speed up. I know that sounds mm. counterintuitive. Slow down to speed up, and no. then we I help them build a life of meaning and purpose. So you're really able to help them in, uh, from the first example of a successful person who wants to make the next level up to a person who's there already but doesn't feel satisfied with the holistic life they're leading. So you're, you're working across a lot of spectrums for women executives and business owners in the 35 to 55 age range. Is that right? Yes. And uh, th- what, what those three uh, buckets, for lack of a better term, um, share are the skills of self-leadership. Okay. I mean, that is the common thread among those three seemingly disparate types. Okay, so so let me ask you then, Laura Dewey, from the leadership la- the self-leadership, self-leadership lab, okay, uh, what makes you unique? Well, I think there are, there are three things. Um, first is the focus on, on self-leadership. I, I don't really hear that term. And inevitably people ask, what, what is self-leadership? You may, be, you may be wondering that right now. What is self-leadership? And I, <laughs> funny you should ask. Well, I don't know. There's this voice in my head. And, I, and it won't stop. And I like to say that it, during our day, during our life, we need to continuously get ourselves from point A to point B, whether right. that's getting up in the morning or building a successful enterprise. We have to, we have to move between those two points. Right. And that can either be full of stress and struggle, or it can be in more of a straight line um, with more ease and grace. And to me, the difference in that are the skills of self-leadership. 
So that entails uh, really gaining dominion over your thoughts, beliefs, patterns, and, mm. and most importantly, your emotions. That's what I teach first, is emotional understanding. When people understand what emotions are, no one teaches us this, by the way. What emotions are, where they come from, the role we play in creating them, the science and physiology of fight or flight, the autonomic nervous system, the neocortex, things like that. When people understand that, everything they look at changes. Okay. So we start there. So this is emotional intelligence. It is emotional intelligence, yes. Well, the on-ramp to emotional Absolutely. intelligence because it's kind of self-regulating and understanding Absolutely. oneself. Understanding oneself, self uh, uh, self awareness, self awareness is the first step okay. to everything I do. Okay. Without that, th there's nowhere to go. All right, right. And um, so you start there. And what else do you? How else? I mean, what else do you do for them then? Once you get them to be more aware of being able to, because a leader has to control their response to stimulus. Absolutely. It's funny you should mention that word because really the core of my work, if I could only teach one thing for the rest of my life, it okay. would be Viktor Frankl's quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And right. in that space lies our ability to choose our response. Right. And in our, in our uh, response lies our growth and our freedom. To me, that is the secret of life. That's the secret of um, success, of mindset, of... Um, Relationships? Oh, oh, my God. Everything. Communication. Everything yeah. lives in that space. So I, I first teach people to find the darn thing because we don't know it's there. Okay. And then to learn to put better stuff in there. Uh, the way I lay it out, I, I've, I've shared this with physicians. You'd think that, and also high, high, you know, C-level executives, you'd think that at the top of their game, you know, this wouldn't be new news. But there's something about the way that I, I share it that that just unveils it in such a sensible way hmm. people go oh my goodness i really get this it's interesting that you live in that space because um last year i happened to read a book <clears throat> by a friend of mine marshall goldsmith called triggers yeah. and he spent a lot of time yeah. in this very area yes <clears throat> yeah and getting people to believe you can control your response you can you know i always say for the sake of this conversation let's say that first trigger is going to hit right? right because it's old it's deep you know good therapy good coaching can can release that but let's just say that's going to hit that something will upset you in a way that it always has yes but you can gain dominion after that you can interrupt the fight or flight response it, it's it's possible and i like to say you own the second thought okay you own the second wow, that's good. Emotions that's are good. thoughts felt in our body. You know, emotions are thoughts that release chemicals that yes. create the feeling. Change our physiology. Change our physiology. So if we change our thoughts, we change our physiology. Right. What's interesting is if you if you think like thoughts, you'll continue to create the same physiology. And that can last for seconds, minutes. Hours, days, weeks, or even years. Like, I know people that are in the same level of upset that they were when the event happened wow. years later. Can't get past it. Can't get past it. Right. And it's because they're thinking similar thoughts. So, let, let's get back to the open, because I said something that I wanted to make sure we sat on for a little bit here, and we have, oh, probably eight minutes left here awesome. on the interview. You help women take the steps to reach full potential and empowerment. Okay, so... I don't know. I don't probably don't have time for the steps, but how do you help them? Th these three categories of women in this demographic. How do you help them to reach their full potential and then the, the sense of empowerment? Well, um, 
it, it's really a matter of following the formula. I call it the formula for an exceptional life and workplace, and it's a formula lab. Get it? Yeah. Uh, so it's a three-step formula. And Ooh, the, do you have an under degree, undergraduate degree in science or something? What's your background? No, right? I no? just I'm, fa- I'm a I'm a lifelong learner. Okay. Um, I love me too. My education I love was it. amazing. I love reading books about the brain, about quantum physics, just all of it. Neural leadership. I, I love it. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to learn, right? There's a lot to learn. Right. More every day. More every day. Absolutely fascinating. Okay. So the first step is be highly be highly self-aware. We already talked about that. Okay. You know, GPS needs to know two things before you can use it. Where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. So the first step is always to take an accurate self-assessment. Have the courage to do that. Make space and time to do that so you know where you are. Then decide where you want to be and give yourself permission to dream. Like I, I, when I see people in person, I actually give them a magic wand because so often we cut off our thinking by thinking, oh, that'll never happen. Oh, right. I can't even. I tried you know, it once and I didn't succeed. Exactly. Or someone's like, yeah. So, so, be so dream, embarrassed. dream big. Give yourself permission to dream. I'm going to um, go back to step one, though. Yeah. I know you've gotten a roll. No, sorry this is self awareness. You're right, right? Yeah, it's all so, in the same So, market. do you find that people can, without some level of professional intervention, uh, honestly assess where they are? I mean, do, do you? I, I would think part of your value, my answer, my thought is they can't. I mean, they can, but they really. A lot of times, even our perception of where we are is colored by our bias and our experience. You know, coaches have coaches for a reason, okay. right? It's like, it's so easy to see stuff in other people, but to see our own stuff is difficult. I, I'm trained, and I still sometimes have blind spots in my own awareness. Sure. Um, this morning, I had a client in my office, and she said, it's so nice to be here and hear these reflections, and hear just to hear what she's saying to reflect back what she's saying to right. to to expand her perspective like without help this is why coaching can be so so beautiful and effective it's it's a neutral party who only wants what's best for you yes, right right which isn't always easy yes um who's willing to say the tough things right and uh, and reflect back what they're hearing and really stimulate that self-awareness. So okay. great question, Ray. Okay, so self-awareness, step two. The second step is learn cool new skills. Right. And uh, I, I like to say there's a whole lot of stuff that no one taught us in school, like the skills of self-leadership, like emotional intelligence and what, what emotions are and how they operate in our lives. There's a whole lot of things like that. And I just encourage people to invest uh, time and money in yourself and, and get out there and continuously develop your skills. Find a coach that's a great fit for you. Not every coach is a great fit. Right. And, and attend, um, attend trainings. You know, I have a, um, an experiential event for professional women coming up this Friday, August 10th. Oh, you do? The topic is growth mindset. And it is a critical skill for any woman uh, in leadership or not. You know, I'm teaching five specific skills to keep your mind agile, to navigate change more uh, successfully, hmm. to deepen relationships, uh, ultimately to have a whole lot less stress. Right. Yeah. And that's this Friday? This Friday. So if you're li- if you're listening to us live or watching us on YouTube and you're you could in, in Orange County or Southern California, yeah. you could attend. We have a few seats left, so I encourage okay. you to Where are you doing it? Uh, at the a- the beautiful AC Hotel, uh, okay. down by the airport. Okay. Um, very 
chic boutique hotel. So when I ask you for your website later, would they be able to find this information? Absolutely. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We have about five minutes left here, and when we get done, Laura's going to tell you how to find out more information about her workshop. I sure will. That's fantastic. All right, so let's keep moving through the questions that I put together that I wanted to ask you. Uh, How are you growing your firm in your practice, right? Because um, there's more people that need help than you've been able to help, and what are you doing to make sure you can kind of scale this practice and stay able to keep up with the demand? Well, I am a small company. I have an assistant. I have a team of coaches for larger projects. I kind of like being a small company right now. Mm -hmm. I uh, I did an exercise uh, last year to see, to plus out what it would look like. Right now, I'm not interested in, in growing an enterprise. Okay. I'm open to it if that's where it where I'm led, right. but I like I like being a small company. Now, if I bring someone, I'm I'm very careful that they fit into this unique concept and 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 the inside out approach. It's another differentiator about us: the different the inside out approach and then experiential learning. I mean, this is all about experiential learning, not just hearing about stuff, but doing it. We learn better by doing. Right, but it, it's a, it's interesting to me in those settings um, how many people are uncomfortable with experiential learning. And you know, no growth happens inside your comfort zone. Okay. So, it, it yes. Right. If you're uncomfortable, use that as a guidepost for growth. Right. It's awesome. I always believed in the power of role playing. Yes. People get uncomfortable role playing, but I it's my when I was I was in corporate training for a while, and 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 I can tell you I believe it consi- completely. What you do in a role play, you're going to do in the real world. The number one differentiator in me hiring better people back in the day was role playing. Okay. You hear you hear them. Right. They you don't hear about them. You really hear them. Okay. And it was it was So that was an interviewing technique that you used? Oh yeah. Oh well that's different. Fantastic. Really? Yeah. Oh, have to have you back and talk about that well, some other time because we just don't have time today, ladies and gentlemen, on Critical Mass Radio but Show my podcast. next phase of growth is really uh, entering into the Einlang program arena because oh, okay. I do want to help as many people as I possibly can. And that's a way I, I have a gift for laying out curriculum in a, in a linear fashion All right. uh, for engaging people. So it's my natural next step. That's where I'm going next. Wow, and that's great. So people will be able to get online yeah. versions of you. Absolutely. And that's almost passive income. Yes. Which is nice too, Part from a goal. from a consultant and coaching's mm-hmm. perspective, right? All right. Mm-hmm. So Michael Gerber, in his book uh, The E Myth, talks about spending time working on your practice, not in your mm-hmm. practice. Do you do that? And can you share some examples of how you do that? Yeah, one of my favorite things to do is I schedule one day per month to do a little business retreat. Now okay. it doesn't mean I go anywhere. Sometimes I do, but it's a time where I'm not allowed to work in the business. I have to work on the business. Beautiful. I have to be thoughtful about it. Right. I love that. Other things I do. I um, has anything come from that that you can point to? Because I, I think sometimes you can't even conceive of a future unless you spend time thinking about it. You know, life just won't always take you there. You sort of have to be intentional about it. I like the combination of the two. I like to think I know where I'm going because it's nice to it's nice to know where you're going. GPS needs to know where you're going, right? right. But I also like to follow the breadcrumbs that that whatever force exactly. is at work here is right. is putting in front of me. Like I don't want to be so focused on this path that I miss the path that's being open to me. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Walk right over a pot of gold. Totally. So I want to make sure I create that quiet time because I think inside I know the answers. I know what's meant for me, and also the, the bread. If I pay attention to the breadcrumbs, right? It's it's all laid out there. So part of my uh, business retreat is taking taking quiet time to just listen, 
listen to what's happening inside. Because when we're busy, we don't, we can't oh, hear that no. little voice, right? <clears throat> no, we're so busy doing, we don't think. Yeah. So if someone, I'm, I'm unfortunately out of time yeah. with you. If someone wants to find you online, how yeah. do they do that? Uh, it is <clears throat> theselfleadershiplab.com. Theselfleadershiplab.com. And, and I always say the best way to uh, learn about the lab is to experience it. So um, that event is coming up this Friday, August 10th. <clears throat> Growth Mindset for Professional Women. Go to the website and learn more about it. Grab those last seats. Thanks for bringing a guest on the show and a friend of the program. Time <clears throat> flew today. Right? Come on. We're done. <laughs> I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.